it's Amber Smith. Welcome to the Conscious Coach Podcast. Hey, you guys, welcome back to the Conscious Coach Podcast. I'm so excited. Today, we're going to be talking about creating more money. And I was thinking about this for a while because I was like, okay, what do I do with people? What do I do with my clients? And I came up with like a whole list. And some of them you've heard me talk about. Some of them feel very nuanced. But I basically came up with three things that I help my clients do in general, which is, you know, create inner peace, live on purpose, like have an intentional life, and they make more money. And those are the three big things. And of course, we could talk about relationships or spirituality or communication or service to the world and things like that. But I think those three things really sum up what I do with my clients. And so I was like, okay, well, I feel like I've been talking a lot about happiness and joy and purposeful living. It's been a while since I talked about creating money. And this is not just a wealth consciousness episode. I talk a lot about the mindset of abundance. If you scroll back, I had an episode called The Spirit of Abundance. This episode is going to be pretty tactical for you actually making more money. And I'm going to share some of the things that I've done since I started working for myself, I guess, being an entrepreneur and how I've learned to be a higher earner, not just in how I feel, but in actually like what I earn. So I hope this episode serves you and that you can revisit it whenever you are wanting to increase how much money you make. So the first thing I wrote down when I was preparing for this episode was realize that it's all made up. Every price you see is made up. I remember reading the book, The Prosperous Coach, for the first time, and I was amazed. They just like briefly mentioned they charged tens of thousands of dollars for coaching. And at the time, I was charging like $900 for six weeks of coaching or something like that. And I was like, what? I didn't even know this was possible. And then I heard about, you know, other coaches making millions of dollars through their programs. And then I heard about Steve Hardison charging 200 grand for one-on-one coaching. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, there's like no limit. And there isn't because it's all made up. So the limit that we perceive for ourselves is made up. And this is true no matter what industry you're in. In fact, I was talking to a friend who's not in the coaching industry and she charges per hour. And that's a very common model for service providers, including coaches. And I challenged her a little bit. I was like, have you ever considered putting together a package? And she's like, oh, that's just not done in our industry. And I was like, but you could, right? Like you could sell a package of your sessions probably for a higher price and you can get paid more up front. And she's like, well, that sounds great. But like, we just don't do that in my industry. And I smiled. She's my friend. I didn't want to coach her. But I think my parting words were, yeah, you should just think about it. Just think about it. Because I know the power of packaged pricing. And I used to think it had to be per session, especially since I was in the therapy world. I thought you just charge per session. That's like the appropriate thing to do. And then I found the coaching industry and it's much more package based, at least The ones who are successful, this is what I've noticed, extremely successful coaches sell coaching packages. And so when I realized everything was made up, you get to ask yourself what you want to be true for you and how you work and how you get paid by your clients. And so when you look around at other people's pricing, just notice that the thoughts that you have about their pricing are just your thoughts. That's not actually what's true about people's pricing, especially if they're genuinely successful. I remember the first time I heard Rich Litvin charged 185 grand for his 101. I was like, hmm, okay, that's just made up. I can choose whatever I want to charge for my stuff. 
And he has people who pay him who think it's more than a fair price. They get more value from his coaching than they pay. And I realized that was available at any price point I chose. This is not saying that you have to charge high ticket or that you have to raise your prices. Just realizing it's all made up. And so when you choose your prices, you get to ask, does this serve me and where I want to go? Does this serve the business that I want to have and the money that I want to make? Does this serve the kind of client that I want to work with? Just look around. It's all made up. No one has it right. No one read a rule book that you missed. It's all just made up. Like I always do this when I go out to dinner. I look at the prices. Let's say I would go out to pizza. And like, oh, it's what, $19.99 for a pizza. I don't know. I'm just making it up. And I realized it's not because there's some rule that pizza makers have to charge that much, right? Like they just chose a price and they published it. We're going to talk about some other things in this episode about, you know, the marketplace and things like that. Like we don't want to charge so much money or do things that put us out of business. But there is a way I think of it as like a relationship with your target market or your ideal clients or the people that you want to serve and your beliefs, right? So that's where pricing merges. And that will make more sense as we go. So that was the first thing is remember, pricing is all made up. All of it. All of it is made up. Number two is to be here until it works. And I'll add as it works. When I started my coaching business, I was doing lots of other things to make money at the time. And I really learned how to be gritty in making money. So I taught VIP kid. I would wake up early and teach English to kids in China. I was transcribing videos. I would watch a video and then transcribe it, like type it out. I was selling things on Facebook Marketplace. I was flipping things on Amazon. So basically, there was an app that you could go to a store and scan barcodes. And if it was cheaper in store than on Amazon, you could sell it to Amazon and make money, basically. Or on eBay. I can't remember. Maybe it was eBay, not Amazon. Yeah, you flipped it on eBay. So you'd buy it in the store, sell it on eBay at like... A difference and you could keep the money that you split, you know, if that makes sense. You bought in the store for $20, you sold it on eBay for $30, you made $10. That's kind of what I was doing for a little bit. I even did network marketing for a little bit where I worked for a company like an MLM. And I did all of those things while I was trying to build my coaching business. And I look back on that now because I did all of those things, sometimes multiple things at the same time. I was just scrappy. I realized there was a way to make money, more money than I was making at the time. I just had to like figure it out. And that persistence, that grit, that mentality of I'll make it work has served me so well in my business. And it started from like not my business, right? It started from VIP kid or flipping things or whatever. But the mentality has served me so well. And I know it's helped me create more money because there is a way to do it. And this was the thought when I was doing all these other things besides coaching. I looked around at other people who were successful at it and I was like, well, if they can figure it out, so can I. And I think the same is true for coaching. I think people just give up too soon or they don't find a way to make it work for the lifestyle they want or the season of life that they're in. But if you look around, there are people who are doing what you want to do successfully. And so there is a way for you to make it work. This is something that Gay Hendricks talks about in his book, The Big Leap. He talks about this like idea that you are fundamentally flawed and that that is a thought error. So if you look around at people who are doing what you want to do and you have the thought, I could never do that, you have a fundamental thought error. You have a belief that you have a fundamental flaw, that you're somehow different, that there's something special about them, but you don't have it. And what the good news is about that is that that is just a thought you have about yourself. And with thought work, with changing your beliefs about yourself, you can change what's possible. That was really useful to me. Like, if they can do it, so can I. I am here until this works. The next thought I have 
It's about creating money, not getting money. And this is where the ideas of wealth consciousness really come into play, as well as value exchange. I read a great book called The Divine Law of Compensation by Marianne Williamson. And I was thinking about this a lot, that when we make money, it's because we've exchanged value with people. And we know this, like this is principles of business 101. You trade something for money. That's what being in business means. But I think when you add the study of wealth consciousness to that, to me, that means that there's an abundance in all things. There's an abundance of opportunities. There's an abundance of relationships. There's an abundance of ideas. There's an abundance of time. There's an abundance of money. There's an abundance of relationships that I have with people. So if there's an abundance of all things, I don't have to compete for money. I don't have to compete for clients. There's no competition. And this was really huge for me too, especially in the coaching space. I think it's easy to fall into the trap of competing for clients or competing for success. And I don't subscribe to competition because I believe in creation. And because I have worked on my abundance mindset so much, I really do feel like there's more than enough opportunities for me and for you. Sometimes I'll have clients that they end up doing similar things to me. They're like, well, I'm a business coach like you. Or like, I want to do what you do. Does that bother you? I'm like, no, like you can take any of my ideas and teach them to your clients. Like, I don't feel like we're in competition at all. I don't believe in competition. I believe in more than enough. And so that works for me because I never think one person or one opportunity is like the gateway for my success. I see lots of different avenues and pathways available to me to create money. It's a very useful way of approaching the world. I think it allows you to be generous. I think it allows you to continue creating when it appears from the outside that things aren't working. I think it opens opportunities for people who want to invite you into their world to share you with their friends because you're not trying to get something. You're trying to create value for people. And that has changed everything for me. The next thought I have for you is choosing leverage when you can. So leverage is a concept that like what you get out is less than what you put in. And so you can create leverage with lots of different things. I've created leverage in my business in two different ways. One is by creating a high ticket one-on-one -on -one offer. So I don't trade my time for dollars. I created a coaching package where people get a bundle of calls where they get Voxer access. And I don't work with that many clients. I work with a handful of one-on-one -on -one clients. And I created leverage with The Matrix, which is a group program. So the group program is same level of work. I show up once a week to either teach or coach live in that program every week. And I add more people to that program. It's the same number of hours, but I get paid more for delivery, which is why a lot of people turn to group because of that possibility. Those are the two ways that I've created leverage in my business, but there's lots of different ways you can create leverage. Some people do this through membership, so they get recurring revenue, right? People get paid every month because of the offer. I think if you are a coach and you want to make a lot of money, considering a high ticket offer is a very important thing for you to consider because you can only get paid per hour so much. Like I said, the Prosperous Coach book really helped me with that understanding. And so as a business owner, I'm always looking, is this something I can leverage? Is this something that I can get more out of than I put in? And that's just a way of thinking. Another way of thinking about leveraging is investing. I've invested in myself. And there, of course, there's like investing in the stock market, investing in businesses, investing in real estate. There's so many different ways you can create leverage. This is something that I know to be true. When you study wealthy people, they have leverage. They have leverage in lots of areas of their life. When I think about leverage as well, since I'm a mom, I work part time. And a lot of what I do is I leverage my time. So I pay for support. Like I pay for a house cleaner. 
I pay for a nanny. I pay for people to do things around my house so that I can get my time back because I know that I can create money with my time. And so that's another way of thinking about leverage is supporting yourself and giving yourself time to make more money. Huge, huge breakthrough for me. I remember I listened to a podcast and I can't even remember what it is now because it was so long ago. It was a husband and a wife and they were talking about money and how they lost everything. And the first thing they paid for was someone to clean their house so that they could have the time back to make money in their business. And at the time, I was like, that doesn't make sense. Like, doesn't it make more sense to save their money? But they understood leverage in a way that I didn't at the time, because what they were describing was wealth consciousness so that they knew they could make more money than they could save by not spending on the housekeeper. And that really resonates for me now with this understanding of money now and how money is actually created. I can use my mind and my energy and my voice and, you know, the leverage that I've created through social media, this podcast, my email marketing, right? Anything that I've done to create value as a way to make more money. So it's worth it to pay to get my time back. That's a form of leverage as well. The next thing I want to talk about is beliefs. Like I said, this is mostly a tactical episode, but I wanted to share a belief thing that has really impacted me and my clients. If you believe that your life will be worse, or if you believe that you will be a worse person, if you make more money, you will never make more money. And most of this is subconscious. This isn't going to be something that's super active in your mind. But if you believe that your relationships will be worse if you make more money, or if you believe that you will be too busy to do the things that matter most, you will block yourself from making more money because you're going to prioritize the things that matter most. I work with a lot of moms and a lot of women who are worried that if they make more money, their relationships will kind of fall apart. And it's not, like I said, this is not a conscious belief. This is more of a subconscious belief because in our culture and in like the widespread media, I think there's this idea that people who make a lot of money compensate for it. Right? If they have a lot of money, they don't have a great relationship. If they make a lot of money, they're not a good mom. And we have to clean that thinking up because it's not true. And so I'll share another tool later in this episode, but I think it's so important to clean up your thinking about rich people and what making more money means to you. I choose to believe that the more money I make, the better person I can be. The more money I make, the more present of a mom I can be, the more fun I can have with my kids, the better my marriage is. I choose to believe that money amplifies my life for all the good things. That is not a super common belief. And if you want to be a good person and you have this sneaky little belief that rich people are bad so, or that rich people don't have great relationships, you won't identify as a rich person because you prioritize relationships. And so it's so important to have that cohesive feeling of success where it's like the more money I make, the better I am. The more money I make, the more opportunities me and my family have. The more money I make, the better my life gets, the better my relationships get, the better I feel about myself. Like tying those together is really important. Okay, number six. I'm like going through my little list. There's this great book called The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace Wannells, and this is where I got this. He says, give the impression of increase. And this is something that I've definitely applied in my life, where everyone you meet, every conversation you have, you give people the impression of increase. Another way of saying this is like, you leave people better than you found them. I know that this has made me a lot of money in the long run. Because it is about generosity. It is about serving people when you meet them. It's about needing nothing. And so whenever you meet someone, this doesn't have to be related to business. This can be at the grocery store, a family reunion, at your kid's soccer game, at church, on the phone with your mother-in-law. Like It doesn't matter. 
give people the impression of increase because the more you give other people the impression of increase, the more increase will come to you. And I found that to be very true. The next thing I'll say, and I've created a lot of podcast episodes about this, is to speak it as if it's happening. And I'm going to give you an example. I was coaching a client and we were talking about speaking her desires into existence. And she said, well, when I make my six figures or when I make my multiple six figures, and I said, no, 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 because you're making multiple six figures this year. And I let it land for her. And she's like, oh. And I said, yes. Like we talk about it as if it's happening now. That's another powerful way to speak about making and creating more money. It's going to feel weird if you've never done this work before, but I think it's really powerful. I remember when I first started doing it, it was before I ever made six figures in my business, but I wanted to. And so I started speaking it. And I said, well, because I'm making six figures this year. And the first time I did it, I said, because I'm making six figures this year, I'm going to invest in Kajabi. That was like the first time I had used this principle to make me more money. And what's funny is, is doing that actually helped me live something that I just talked about earlier, which is leverage. Because I'm making six figures, I'm going to invest in Kajabi. Well, Kajabi helps me leverage my time because it does my email marketing. It hosts my courses. It collects payments. It does so many things for me. And it helped me make more money. And so this thought process is, I would say, magical and very tactical. If I never believed that I was making six figures that year, I wouldn't have ever invested in Kajabi. But Kajabi is the platform that I use for everything in my business. And so it was an essential piece of the puzzle for me. That was just one example. I had to think differently to create a different result. And like that's a very famous Einstein quote where he's like, you can't solve a problem at the same level of consciousness it was created in. And so because my, quote, problem was that I had never made six figures, I had to think differently about myself and my business, including what I invested in. And because I changed the way I thought and changed, most importantly, the way that I spoke about myself and my ability to make money, I'd made a new choice. I invested in Kajabi and that opened so many doors for me in so many ways. And so, like I said, say it as if it's happening. Because you're making multiple six figures this year, I just did this with another client last week, because she's making multi-millions, she's going to think about her investments, her time, her opportunities in a certain way. Has she made the millions yet? No, but she's speaking it into existence by saying, because I'm making millions. And so that's another powerful way. Speak it as if your goal is happening now. And I promise it will feel a little weird if you've never done this before, but stick with it. It's so powerful. Change your beliefs and you change your life. Number eight, create more value for people. You've probably heard this from lots of different business coaches, but like this is really true. Whenever I feel stuck in my business, whenever I want to make more money, I used to study Dan Kennedy a lot and he had this concept that was like, send the bill to the herd. And this idea, at first I was like really resistant to it, but then I spent time thinking about it. What does it mean to send the bill to the herd? And in his mind, he was talking about an email list and he was explaining, like, if you want to create a swimming pool, choose something to sell, give it to your email list, make money and then build your swimming pool. And I've applied that in my business in lots of different ways. So it's like, I want to take my kids on a trip. How do I make X amount of dollars to do that? What can I sell that would make that much money? And the thing is, is if we're focusing only on getting the money, it's going to feel really tricky. But if you focus on the value that people are getting because you decided to sell them something, so hopefully something powerful, something in integrity, something life-changing, that's why I love coaching, is because you can sell something that changes people's lives and make money at the same time. And so when you ask yourself, how can I create more value for people, one of the easiest things that I've learned to do, and I've taught this in lots of my programs, if you're in the Bespoke Business Sprints, 
we talked about this at length, which was like, you are the best person to study. You are the client to study. Look at your own buying behaviors. Look at your own things that you've invested in, especially if you've had your own transformation or you've developed skill sets or invested in a skill set that you can help other people with the same things. It will sell. You are the niche. In a lot of ways, you are the niche. And so whatever you've accomplished, whatever you've created or solved for in your life, you can turn around and create an amazing product or an amazing service to support those people with very similar things. Especially if you're not a coach, that doesn't have to be true. Maybe you're a service provider. And so it's not necessarily something that you've struggled with. It's just something you love. Like I'm thinking like a dental hygienist or a person who does hair. Like lots of different ways that this can apply. But when you ask yourself and get really honest, like how can I create more value for people, whether that's enhancing the experience, making it a better time for them, getting them better results or getting results faster. That's lots of ways that you can create value. People pay for value. And so if you want to create more money, create more value for others. The next big idea I'm going to share is from Alex Ramosi's book, $100 Million Offers. He teaches the virtuous cycle versus vicious cycle of price. I'm going to talk about the virtuous cycle of price. And I'm going to pitch you on the idea of building a boutique business. So those are two concepts for you. Alex Ramosi teaches this idea of virtuous cycle of price, basically that when you raise your prices, you create better clients, you create better results with your clients, you have more time to dedicate to helping your clients. You're happier. Your clients are happier. Usually the clients that come in at a higher price point respect you and your boundaries more. They're excited about the work. And I found this to be mostly true. Is it always true? No. But there's a reason that the clients who get the best results are my one-on-one clients, at least in my business. They're dedicated. They're committed. They apply the work quickly. I'm able to help them in a way that I can't help other people. It's really powerful. And they do pay the most in my world. And so that is the virtuous cycle of price in action. And so it's often a good thing to charge more for what you're doing. I learned this idea from, again, Rich Litvin. He talks about this boutique business. And I can't even remember where I heard him talking about it, but I really resonated with that idea. So a boutique, if you think about like a clothing store, that's a boutique, right? You go there, the clothes are more expensive, but they're also less common. The clothes that I would buy at Target are different than the clothes that I would buy at a boutique that's one of a kind. I operate my business like that, like a boutique, right? I am not a run-of-the-mill coach. I do things very differently than many coaches. I am more expensive than many coaches. The way that Rich Lifton said it was like expensive and not for everyone. It's not for everyone. I will say if that doesn't resonate with you, you can toss the idea. But for the people that that idea does resonate with, this is for you. This really helped me recognizing that the more value I created for my paying clients, one, the more I could charge and the more I can make, but the more room that freed me up to create podcasts like this, to create content on social media, to do other projects, which I'm excited to announce later. I'm working on a few different projects for you guys that will serve more people at the same time for a lower price. So it's either we work together in a high capacity, you know, the matrix is thousands of dollars a year. My one-on-one is tens of thousands of dollars a year. And I serve my heart out. It's not easy to work with me necessarily, but it is a very valuable experience. And I create free stuff like this podcast that you're listening to right now. That feels like a boutique business to me. And so you can consider, if you want, What would a boutique business look like for you? Many of you, I think, already have it. If you were listening to this podcast, you've probably applied some of those principles. And if you haven't, I think it's worth considering, especially if you are a one-person business. Either you can sell low ticket to the masses or you can sell high ticket to a handful of people. 
for me as an introvert, as a person who likes talking to people, it always made more sense to do the boutique route than the massive, the volume. So volume would be like a membership for $30 a month. To make, you know, 100K, you have to sell quite a few memberships. Versus if you charged 5K or 10K for one-on-one, now we're talking about 10 clients or 20 clients a year. A very different business model. I really think it's worth considering if you love one-on-one coaching to consider a boutique business model. I think it's really served me and it's really served my clients. So that's the virtuous cycle of price. I work with amazing clients who are committed, who don't need handholding. They study this work. They are taking action. They're amazing. And I know that that's because they're a high quality of client. And so sometimes charging more helps you create those kinds of clients. And so I think it's worth considering. If you haven't read the book, The Prosperous Coach, that book will help you understand this concept in a way, way deeper than I can go on this podcast. The final thought I'll share with you is to be grateful for money. And actually, I have a resource now called 25 Books That Changed My Life that maybe you've never heard of. And so if you want to download that, I'll put a link in the show notes for you to get 25 books that changed my life. One of the books in that, spoiler alert, is called The Gentle Art of Blessing by Pierre Pradervand. And actually, I'm not sure if that's how you pronounce his name. Forgive me if it's wrong. But anyway, in this book, The Gentle Art of Blessing, he talks about blessing people. And basically, it's just setting them your highest thoughts and wishing them all the best genuinely. And I've done this work with people with money because if you're like me, you grew up with these kind of subconscious beliefs about people who make money that aren't always great. And so it's been helpful for me to bless people with money because I wanted more of it, right? I want to have great thoughts and feelings about people who make money because I want to be someone who makes that amount of money. And so if you have negative thoughts about people who make more money, you are blocking more money from you because you are probably a very good person, if I had to guess. It will feel like dissonance if you don't do this. This has been really healing for me is like blessing people who have more money than me. Like I genuinely wish them all the best. I think that they're doing good things. I bless them that they make great decisions and that they are given more opportunities and that more abundance will come their way because that's what I also want. And so part of that is being grateful for the money that you have and blessing people who have more money than you as a way of like kind of bridging the gap so that you can be who you want to be, the good person the person of integrity, the person who makes a difference, the person who's kind and generous and makes more money. That has really helped me. So the next time that you hear of someone who's wealthier, someone that had a huge month, or you see someone celebrating on social media, bless them. Send them your highest thoughts. Wish them all the best. Wish them more abundance. Wish them more opportunities and just see how you feel. That was really helpful for me. Felt a little weird in the beginning, but now it's something that I love to do. Like I love seeing when people celebrate money and I celebrate with them. Like that's amazing. Congratulations. Because I'm someone who's always wanting to create more money because it's fun. Okay, I hope this episode helped you. I hope that you can revisit these principles. I'll just quickly recap everything that I said. Number one, realize everything is made up. Everyone's prices are made up. Number two, be here until it works and watch it as it works. Number three, create, don't get. Focus on the value exchange and increasing your wealth consciousness. Number four, choose leverage when you can, whether that's through like a group offer like we talked about or considering a high ticket model. You leverage your time. Number five, believe it's good for you and your life to make more money. Believe your life is getting better as you make more money. Number six, give the impression of increase to everyone that you meet. Number seven, speak as if it's happening now, right? Because I'm making multiple six figures, blank. Even if you haven't yet, speak it as if it's happening now. Number eight, create more value for people. Use yourself as an example. Like how would you create more value for yourself? And then kind of 
deconstruct it that way or work backwards? What has been valuable to you and how can you apply that to the way you help other people? Number nine, understand the virtuous cycle of price and consider the boutique business model. Raising your prices is not a bad thing. In my experience, raising my prices has helped me deliver more value to people. It's allowed me to spend more time with my family. It's allowed me to have more free time. It's allowed me to create even more high quality relationships with clients. And I can't say enough good things about it. So consider it. And then number 10, be grateful for money now and bless people who have more than you. And that will do wonders for your wealth consciousness and your ability to make more. Ooh, okay. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please share with someone if you think this could help them as well. And I will see you in another episode. Bye. Hey, I hope you loved and resonated with today's episode. If you did, I know you'd love to be a member of my community in The Matrix. It's where we combine business savvy with the inner work, where I help you build your business in a way that actually feels aligned to you and allows you to create the impact, money, and success you want. Find out more and join at itsambersmith.com forward slash matrix. I'll see you inside.